0: Welcome to One Mission, the podcast, and glad to have my dear friend, Dr. Willie McLaurin, be here. He is the interim or acting president and CEO of the Southern Baptist Executive Committee and is doing a superb job. I want you to know that Alabama Baptists love you, and that's, that's why you're here to speak to us. Uh, we're having this theme celebrate, yeah. as you well know, and you're helping us celebrate how things are going, like how God is working in Baptist life. That's really what we want to talk about. Sure, sure. Southern Baptist Convention was, you know, founded in 1845. Next year, our state convention will celebrate our 200th anniversary.
1: Wow. And we're the
0: third oldest state convention. We were instrumental in founding the convention in Augusta, Georgia in 1845, leading pastors here. And throughout all that history, there's some some things we're not proud of. Mm -hmm. There are things that were good. But the good, the bad, the ugly—God has used it despite ourselves in so many different ways. Yeah, He's brought us to this present point where you and I, as brothers, can be sitting here and talking, and that—that that kind of gives me chill bumps yeah. that we can do that. <laughs> and for me to um, just be one of your friends and one of your partners, and also to hopefully see you as our named leader in the future. I, I, Alabama Baptists already know I feel that way, but I yeah. wanted to say
1: that to you. Yeah. Well, thank you.
0: Willie, uh, can you give us an idea, and especially during the state convention season, you travel a lot, and I'm sure you just... Can you give us a little summary of where all you've been and... What it's been like in those state
1: convention settings? Yeah, so hey, thank you first of all for just the privilege just to hang out with you, have a fireside chat. And uh, man, God's just really up to some amazing things. And already uh, I've been to several uh, state conventions. I've been to New York and uh, been out to uh, the Utah Idaho convention and uh, spoke at the Nevada convention and the Montana convention and then uh, was out at the South Carolina convention, uh, Florida Baptist convention. And now I'm at the Alabama convention and I'm sure I'm missing one or two of those, but I think probably 10 or 12 conventions i have the privilege of having uh, to speak at.
0: And in general, was the spirit pretty good at those? Man, the
1: spirit is excellent. There's a a great spirit of prayer, a spirit of worship. And uh, the attendance was just really rich at every one of the places that I went.
0: But we sense this in, in this convention setting that it's yeah. all about our Lord and we're worshiping. That's right. The theme being right. celebrated. Yeah. We're trying to celebrate what God has done, is doing, yes. and will do in the future. As a state convention partner, I want you to know that we look to the SBCEC and all of our entities. We're very supportive. In the main, I would, I'm doing a bit of bragging here, but in the main, I would actually believe we're among the most loyal of mm-hmm. Southern Baptists to the Southern Baptist Convention. I know we've had the bumps in the road, and I've always said, Willie, and may yeah. have said this to you, I've been around long enough to know when Southern Baptists go through some difficult times, even chaotic times, Yes, they always come out at the right place at the right time, uh, given all the clunkiness it may be. And, and I know you're instrumental in helping us, and I want you to know you've been on our prayer list in the past, and you will continue to be. Well, thank you. And, and we want you to know that. But tell us a little bit about what you see happening in positive ways and maybe even talk about some of the others, if, other matters, if you wish, what to look forward to is we're fast approaching New Orleans. My goodness, uh, we're almost out of 22 and 23. Here we come. We just hear a little bit.
1: Well, well, here's what I'm really excited about. So we just came through really kind of the end, if you would, of the global pandemic. And right. man, all of the economists were projecting that giving is going to be down right. and that we're going to experience some of our worst days. But that has really been opposite of that among Southern Baptists in a season where Pennies are having to be pinched and spending has had to be strategic. Southern Baptists have actually given more uh, in this past giving year than they've given in the past 15 years. In fact, uh, most of us are still celebrating the fact that we exceeded uh, the National Cooperative Program budget by ten and a half uh, million. Uh, as I travel around the state conventions, every one of the state conventions, they're finding ways to give yes. more and to right push more toward uh, national uh, causes. And I'm really encouraged by that. The other thing that I'm really encouraged about is I'm really encouraged about the intentional focus that's been put on just trying to limit and really eliminate all instances of sexual abuse. I think just yeah. the fact that we're having that conversation, um, that's healthy. And yeah. I tell people all the time that when you don't know how to talk about something, you ought to be able to pray about it. And so I'm seeing more and more people just really return to the heart of prayer. And I'm prayerful that as we move toward New Orleans and as we move toward 2023, that we're going to have an opportunity to really put a fine tune on what it means to elevate the ministry of prayer in our local churches. And the reason why is because I believe this, that if prayer is not the foundation, um, the foundation is going to fall apart.
0: Amen to that. Yeah. Amen. Might I inject, Yeah. you already know this, but Alabama Baptists in the last 15 or more years long have been the leading contributor among state conventions. Alabama
1: is number one, not just in football. Well, well, well not well. Football. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, this is kind of a tough year. Yeah. But uh, I've always said that around approximately 10% of yes. the SBC CP budget That's comes right. from Alabama. That's
1: right. That's exactly and right. And then,
0: of course, I've heard, Paul Chidwood would talk about that if you add it all up through the years, through cooperative program and Lottie Moon, special giving, Alabama's number one there, which came to a surprise to me. Right, right, right. And um,
1: In fact, uh, what, what many people don't know is that uh, in the history of the cooperative program, churches all across the country have given at least $20 billion to the cooperative program, and Alabama Baptist has led the way. And they've given over $1.5 billion yeah. Billion with a B. That's a yeah. big deal. And the population of Alabama is not no. just not that large of a population, no, not. but the people here have been faithful and they've been sacrificial and they giving. I just want to say thank you.
0: Well, thank you yeah. for allowing us to partner. And just as a reminder to our listeners, we're a t- true, pure. You're 50s, true. That's exactly right. 50-50 and no special shared items. No funny stuff items. going on. No. <laughs> I, well, we never would let funny stuff go on. But um, in, in the landscape, as we talk about the sexual abuse challenges yeah. we've had, uh, it, it does take, and way we're structured, it does take faith organizations up pretty good long period of time to work through that. And, yeah. and, and as we've looked in recent history, what we might call recent history, and I think from my standpoint, we're kind of on track with mm-hmm. that. We've, we've had to uh, struggle to get uh, get our right balance, but I think we're headed in the right direction. Uh, I talked last week with our president, SBC president, Bart yeah. Barber. I was encouraged by yeah. some of the things he said related to that and he didn't share a whole lot of detail. Mm-hmm. But I'm, we're praying for the implementation task force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we think that that's gonna be crucial in that re- re- regard. And we also, uh, we try to keep things simple in Alabama, not because we're simpletons. It just, a simple agenda, it, it just diminishes conflict. Yeah. People understand what you're trying to do. Right. And so we say one mission, uh-huh. the Great Commission, yeah. one program, the cooperative uh-huh. program. And in many ministries, Great Commission ministries, which flow out of the Great Commission. I love it. So when we talk about the SBC, we talk about it in the same terms.
1: Yeah, yeah. We say
0: we're a part of that family. Yes. And I just would like to all of our listeners to know, all Alabama Baptists, that we're glad to be a part of the SBC family, warts and all. And I might, it's going to sound a little defensive but I might say that I would rather have our problems than some of our brothers and
1: sisters who are having other faith. Years. I understand totally. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And in your work now in this relatively new role. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: what's, what's been a surprise or what's been something that's really caught you uh, in a special way uh, in terms of appreciation for what you've seen happen, uh, what you've learned about Southern Baptists, perhaps. A wow. More.
1: You know, Southern Baptists. at the end of the day, man, they're really focused on just really trying to win people to the Lord Jesus Christ and get people off the road to hell and get them on the road Amen. to heaven. Exactly. And folk for the most part, they are really concerned about their zip code. Uh, yeah. they're concerned about trying to reach, uh, the people in their city, in their town and, uh, and their state. And, uh, our history is a dark history, but the miracle of that dark history is we serve a great God that rights the wrongs. That's and right. one of the things that has absolutely encouraged me is just being a guy who's, first of all, a brother in the Lord Jesus Christ, but uh, just who just happens to be African American. Man, just the warm reception everywhere. I mean, when I go to places like Montana and Utah, right. where there are not very many African-Americans, uh, man, just the the receptivity and the love and the affirmation and the support, man, that encourages me. And Amen. if what I'm seeing now is any indication of the future, I think we're going to be all right. And I've been telling people that there are no network of churches that are without their share of problems, but I believe the side of a healthy church, a healthy convention, a healthy network, is that they're able to navigate their problems and fulfill their mission at the same time. Amen. And that right there, that excites me. Yes, and that is super
0: healthy, as you described. Yeah. Last night, I had the privilege to be a part of the inaugural chapter of the National African American Fellowship. Okay, Got yeah, off to a good Wow, start.
1: that's exciting.
0: Yes, and we had uh, Dr. James Dixon to speak, yeah, formerly yeah. from Alabama, but yes. now in Maryland. No, Dr. James, Fred Luther yeah. was with us. He yeah. was also speaking at the pastor's conference. Uh-huh. And uh, I just, my heart was warmed to her testimonies wow. about how they want to plug into our missions mobilization and, yes. and how they want to be a part of every enterprise that we're trying to do in Southern Baptist life. Mm-hmm. We have been very intentional in, in making sure that the churches we plant. Are far more ethnic, yes, black and ethnic than they are Anglo. Mm-hmm. In fact, we we moved very intentionally in that direction over the last fifteen years or so. But and it, it really been ramped up in the last several years. It is really, uh, and we have a second vice president, John uh, Leatherwood, okay, who mm-hmm. is a jewel. Oh wow, uh, you probably have met him, and not you will perhaps so we're we're glad in a state of Alabama with our history knowing yeah. what we've been through, and I'm old enough to have lived through the civil rights era and But I think God has used us despite ourselves, and although we we'd like to go back and change some of our behavior, we understand we learn from that, yeah, and just like anyone else, in many ways, God disciplines us by yeah. looking back and seeing the things that could have been handled far differently and far more lovingly. We're all a part of God's kingdom. Our, our yeah. blood is both red.
1: It reminds me of the, of, the, of Sir Kierkegaard, the 19th century Danish philosopher that says life must be lived forward right. but can only be understood backwards. That's and right. what I love about looking backwards is that the rearview mirror is just a small mirror. Yeah. You glance back from time to time, but that windshield is wide.
0: That's a good analogy. And there's
1: so much before us, and I tell people there's absolutely nothing that you and I can do about what happened yesterday, and there's nothing that we can do about what happened 50 years ago, but we can make a difference for what's going to happen today and tomorrow.
0: And that will resonate, William among right. Alabama, Alabama Baptists, Southern Baptists, over the landscape right. of our Baptist life. That's right. And I think you've done a good job. I love your, I, I would call it your motto or whatever your motif. I want to be scripturally uh, fed and spirit led. That's right. That's right. I, every time I'm around you, I remember that. Yeah. And tell us, you came to that uh, probably thinking through and praying through. What is that sort of a descriptor of your life? And well, really,
1: really, when I came to uh, this room, two, my 287th day. Oh, serving good. as the well, interim birthday. president. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, so so two really things that are really there for me. Really, my, my life in ministry has been a ministry of unity yes. and a ministry of stability. And the idea of unity is where there's disunity. Um, I believe that God's calling and God's ministry upon my life is to come around people of all sorts of life and to help bring unity. And I, I hope that in this season, that if anything comes out of this season, that Baptists are more unified And then the Ministry of Stability is, if you've ever gone to an orthopedic and they take x-rays or MRIs, they say, well, nothing's broke, but you've got some instability there. And then they prescribe you a brace. Well, that brace just provides the support that you needed. And so my, my job is to really try to come alongside pastors and churches and state conventions and leaders like you and just be a support. And so as I thought through this idea of unity and stability, it was just really clear to me that the only way that I'm going to lead at the highest levels are to depend on the Lord in prayer and to depend on the Lord in a steady dose of Scripture. And so thus, the phrase, I want to be Scripture-fed and Spirit-led. Well, that couldn't
0: be said any differently.
1: And what you just
0: described, I've come up with something recent. I I kind of analyze things (laughs) almost like a Monday morning quarterback. Yeah,
1: yeah. But Speaking we'll, of football. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, yeah.
0: that, those analogies come to mind because we live through that, and it's kind of an avocation, yeah, of yeah. recreation. But I see if if we have clarity, yes. we can have stability. That's exactly right. And if right. we have clarity and stability, it leads to unity. That's right. That's exactly and right. And I think that's what you are. You're a clarifier. Yes, sir. A stabilizer, therefore a unifier. Right. And I want you to know that we in Alabama Baptists are want to continue to support and pray for well, you thank you we know it's reciprocal you're doing for well, us you. yeah but we understand you have a big task ahead but you're up to the task i've told so many people that willie has the package yeah. he has a demeanor he has an analytical mind he has leadership skills administrative skills and relational skills that are almost indescribably good so i don't want to well, puff you up well, but i do want to say uh, in our mind,
1: you're the guy. Well, thank you. Well, Alabama Baptists have invested in me over the years. You may not know this, but back in 2004, 2005, when I began working for Tennessee Baptist, uh, guys like Edwin Jenkins yes. and Taman Knight and Jim Swittenberg and just right. so many other guys, they brought me on to be a part of the leader lab. Yeah, I, I was a leader that. lab participant. And then they had the audacity to ask me to teach wow. in the leader Watch lab. And then those guys just became my, my big brothers and mentors. And so, uh, Alabama Baptists have just taken an intentional effort to invest in a guy like me. And man, I'm just, I'm incredibly grateful. And uh, any success that the Lord does in my life and through my ministry has been because, you know, almost 18 years ago, Alabama Baptists were willing to invest and be missionaries to a guy from Tennessee (laughs) and make me better. And now um, I think it's my reasonable service to come alongside and partner with Alabama Baptists as yeah. you guys are making a difference for Jesus. Perhaps
0: one last question. Yeah. I, I study military history, and yeah. I know
1: not everybody that, uh,
0: listening to us. I I, do, I won't, better not get started on that. Yeah, I, yeah. I go back way went back when. But I, I always appreciate people who have served in the military. Yes, and you've sir. done
1: that. Yeah.
0: And uh, we, how has that helped you in ministry, especially in the leadership you're in now?
1: You know, um, for me, Psalm 78 and verse 72 has really been kind of a life verse for me. You know, David shepherded them with integrity of heart and skillfulness of hands. And the integrity of heart deals with the character of the leader and the skillfulness of hands deals with the competency. Uh, The time in the military, you develop deep character and you develop deep skill and you develop deep competency and you develop disciplines and those disciplines that I developed in those time serving, those disciplines really—if you really unpack most of those principles—they're really found in the Bible. Absolutely. And so those principles that I learned then, um, they are a part of my daily routine and daily rituals now. And I'll be incredibly grateful for those experiences. And uh, when I look at Jesus's life, one of the one of the one of the experiences that I think carried over from the military that I saw in Jesus's life. And I want to encourage pastors with this is that Jesus wasn't always on. So to speak, Jesus engaged, he disengaged and then he reengaged.
0: Absolutely.
1: And I think for me, um, the military experience allowed me to have a healthy balance of loving God, loving my wife, loving my family, loving the church, and then loving others.
0: Oh, amen. Good place to end. But I want you to know, yeah. I always ask every leader,
1: every friend, partner, how can we pray for you? So here's the prayer for me. I'm glad for that. So uh, I, my prayer is this. Pray that my wife will always feel loved and yes. not lonely. Okay. And pray that my children will feel like rewards and not rentals.
0: Oh, good.
1: And I believe if, 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 if I can love my wife well, and love my children well, um, that's a huge prayer request. And then the other prayer request would just simply be uh, just to keep the main thing the main thing. Uh-huh. Um, there are so many side roads we oh, can get into. Distractions. And yeah, that's exactly right. And so just pray that I would uh, have a non anxious presence. And then the last prayer request is that um, I've always rejected positional idolatry. Yes. And so just pray that that will continue to be the norm, that I don't allow the position to define me, but uh, I'm defined by who God says that I am. Now, that is an excellent word. I want you to
0: know, I, I don't say this about many people, and this is a closing statement, but I want our listeners to know this. Not everyone I'm around is a calming presence. But When I'm around you, I'm calm. <laughs> There's some people you get around, you kind of get a little... Nervous or whatever, yeah. Yeah. a little agitated, but you've always been a calming presence. Well, thank you. And you are that as a leader. Thank you. Well, thank you, listeners. And we have enjoyed being able to dialogue with our friend, Dr. William McLaren. Look forward to the next episode of One Mission, the podcast.